have much this morning. Thank you. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. We have uh, our last candle to light this evening, which is the Christ candle in the center of our Advent wreath. The four candles that are lit, I will go over them uh, together before I light the Christ candle. And so that will be part of what we share this evening. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to share about each one of the candles briefly the a scripture that we shared when we the first time and then we're going to sing a song that's generally related to that so uh, we're going to do that together but let's start with a word of prayer father we thank you for the opportunity again to gather to worship to acknowledge the god of all creation is our savior and we never cease to be amazed and in awe of who you are and what you've done. We ask this evening that you would prepare our hearts to celebrate not just the time of festivity and, and, and enjoyment and family tomorrow, which is very important, but also to take those moments to reflect on the awesomeness of what you have done for us. We worship you, we praise you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, the first candle that we lit in the Advent series was hope, the candle of hope. And the scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 9. I'd like to share that with you now. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has a light shined. For to, you, uh, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over His kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's sing 
O come, Emmanuel. That rings true both in the longing for the first appearance of Christ, but also all our hope in longing for the second appearance of Christ. And so that hope, the candle of hope has a double meaning, looking back to what was looking forward to the first coming and us looking to the second coming. The second candle that we lit in the Advent wreath was the candle of peace. And I'd like to share from you the Gospel of Luke. the story of, of the angels and the shepherds. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, 
a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Let's sing, O little town of Bethlehem. that I read. It says, On earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. The frequency of seeing the Christmas cards, peace on earth, goodwill toward men, it's not what this verse says. It's peace on earth with whom God's the people that God is pleased with. And how do you be at peace with God? How do you be pleased with God? Be at peace with Him through Jesus Christ. So, 
That's the, essence, that's the essence of that song. Is he's come to bring us peace. Peace between God and us in reference to judgment and our sins. The third candle we lit this year is the candle of joy. And I just want to emphasize again that how frequently we think in terms of the joy being that of, of you know, joyous times together, uh, festivity, this type of thing. But this joy has a far deeper meaning. It's, it means to rejoice in something that God has done. Uh, to celebrate and, and recognize a joy that has got substance to it. It's not a feeling. It's an actual substance. And it comes from God. And so we celebrate the joy of Christmas, what God has brought us, the joy of eternal life. In Matthew chapter 2, I, I just uh, looking at the uh, the coming of the wise men and the joy that they expressed in seeing the star. Let's share that now. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? Excuse me. And I'm going to skip a few pieces there. After listening to the king, they went on their way towards Bethlehem. The star that they had seen when it arose before them was now visible to them and it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of frankincense and myrrh and, and uh, gold. And, bring, and, and so we, we have this picture of, of God providing. And by the way, I want you to think about this provision that nobody very seldom ties to this. Herod, right after this, goes after the children of Bethlehem to try to eliminate Jesus. And so Joseph is warned, go to Egypt. He would have had no resources to do this, but the wise men, the gifts that they brought him, gave him the resources to go to Egypt, stay there until he needed to come back, until he could come back home. God's provision. And I would suggest to you that God is always ready to provide for us when we are working according to His purpose. So uh, let's sing, What Child Is This?
Today is the fourth Sunday of Advent, and this morning in our worship service, we lit the candle of love, representing the love that God poured out for us. John 3, 16, 17, very familiar passages, uh, and uh, we should never tire of hearing these words. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Amen. In the Scriptures that we shared this morning, from 1 John, I'd like to share just a few more words. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that He has borne concerning His Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in Himself. Whoever does not believe God has made Him a liar because He has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning His Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Very powerful words as we think about what Christ has done. He's brought us life. And again, it's not life just here, but life eternal. And so, uh, we would uh, share... One more song before I have a little bit to share uh, before we light the fresh candle, and that's O Holy Night.
want to go back to Isaiah chapter 9 again just quickly to repeat one verse. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the deep darkness, on them has light shined. Then I would like to read from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is the light of the world. He brings light into darkness. And what that means is that He has actually literally overcome the darkness. He has uh, overwhelmed the darkness. He has defeated the, the, the demonic, the, the devil. He has overcome hell. Darkness is not a part of who He is in any way, shape, or form. He is light. And He asks us, as He comes into us, the Holy Spirit comes into us and dwells in us, He asks us to become lights with Him. And uh, in Matthew chapter 5, very familiar verse to children especially, but uh, very true for tonight. Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall it be saltiness? How shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket? Now think about that. Back then they had these little oil lamps and they would light it and it would just be a, a small flame. How many of you ever walked into a room and just lit a candle in a dark room and just lit a candle and immediately there's shadows all around the room because the light is, is starting to fill the room. Just one candle. Okay. And so that was what they had to put their light in. Who would light such a, uh, such a thing, a, light, a little lamp like that, and then put a basket over it? It would be a fruitless effort. And so that's what he's saying. Who, you know, who would hide the light if they lit it? If they, if they have a, a light that is, is on, why would they hide it? And so he says, in the same way, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And most of the little kids know that song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And... That is that picture of this verse. Letting the light shine through us. And it doesn't matter our age. In fact, if anything, the light should be growing brighter the older we get and not dimmer. As we approach the throne of God and in our elder years, we realize that heaven is not too far away. There's a sense of joy. And a sense of, of, of you know a sense of, of excitement to the point where we could you know say I'm ready to see my Lord face to face. 
Jesus told us something that I think is, is equivalent to this in the sense of the idea that we have Christ in us. Jesus in, in John chapter 8. As He was celebrating Passover and the Feast, and the feast of Booths in, in chapter 7 of John chapter 8, just after that, excuse me. And uh, he, he said, Jesus spoke to them, the disciples and those listening to His teaching, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows Me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We have eternal life. It lights our soul. And we are to not hide that light, but to let it shine in such a way that we're prepared to give testimony if a person would ask, what is it that is different about you? Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And so we light this last candle, the Christ candle, representing Jesus, the light of the world. Let's sing together. Hark the herald angels sing. Close with this song.
Would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank You for this opportunity to sing these wonderful Christmas hymns, to go over these Christmas verses, and to share tonight Your first coming and looking forward to Your second coming. We worship You. We praise You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Lord bless. Merry Christmas. And we have all sorts of sweet things in the back that need to be eaten if anybody is up to it. And if not, just come back for a few minutes and fellowship. <laughs>